Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Chris Krogman, Joe Gaither, and Luke Barry. Discussing all topics, Chicago Bears. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. This is the Chicago Bears Believe in Monsters podcast, the official podcast of the Chicago Bears. Right here at BIM underscore pod for all your Bears information. My man Lucas Barry and Chris Krogman hanging out with yours truly, Joe Gaither. And welcome into another episode. We are, what, 48 hours from practice? Oh gosh, 48 hours away from practice. Chicago Bears already reporting. Uh, and you know, we've got news that kind of came out on Sunday and more news that came out today. It's Monday, so we're going to have a great week and we're going to have a great episode. Thanks to Lucas and Chris holding it down last week. Make sure you go follow them at LBerry underscore 40 at ShyBears1985. And of course, the podcast is on BIM underscore pod. We are proud part of the Believe Network. Thank you so much to the Believe Network for putting us on each and every week. 48 hours away from training camp. Chicago Bears rolling into Howis Hall. Lucas Berry, we've had a little bit of time. No Chase Claypool. Yes, Chase Claypool. Pup list, off the pup list. How's your week going, man? Good to see you. Well, we are recording on a new day. It's only Monday, so it's uh, going to be a new pattern getting into you know the weekend and then first day of the week. Uh, today was busy, very busy. Um, I had to take a big nap before this episode because I was beat from today and from this weekend. I had some of my childhood friends up here in Salem for the weekend, so we had fun. We went to the Red Sox game where we got downpoured on after three innings. Oh, man. Uh, waiting for an Ure had water almost up to my knees on the sidewalk, so that was crazy. And then we found out that the MLB policy or Red Sox policy is that you have to go to the game that was postponed, so uh, we couldn't go the next day. So we lost out on our tickets and only got to see three innings of baseball and got – Stuck at Fenway during a rainstorm where they surge priced the shit out of everyone trapped inside. Like horrible people. <laughs> uh, what else happened? My brother qualified for uh, the national powerlifting in his age group at 20 okay. years old. Um, so he had his meet on Saturday and, and we watched it live on YouTube. So that was pretty sweet. He's, he'll be in Memphis in a few weeks competing for a, uh, a national medal uh, for his age group in powerlifting. So that was pretty sweet. And uh, obviously this week we have the Bears. So I've been busy. I am ready. How are you guys? Wonderful. Uh, Joe, did you ha- give out your Twitter handle? Don't forget to follow at Joe Gaither 6. Just found out what the 6 means. He loves Jay Cutler. Yeah. Forget about it. The greatest um, quarterback in Chicago Bears history until this year. Is that when you year. got – Twitter Joe, when he was quarterbacks, he made it number six. No, actually, the real the real truth is the original Twitter was my aim, uh, my AOL username, uh, what Joe G zero zero one one JJG something like that, and I lost access to that somehow. I don't know why. Uh, and then, we, then when I tried to restart it, 
I couldn't just do Joe Gaither. I actually know a different Joe Gaither. Uh, he went to my high school. And so I think he got the original Joe Gaither. And uh, I think six was just what was suggested to me by the Twitter people. And I've just kept it ever since. But yeah, I go Jake Cutler. I know Jake. I know a Joe Gaither. It was uh, it was odd when Lucas and I were talking about the podcast and whatnot. He's like, oh, yeah, my co-host Joe Gaither. I was like, there's no way it's that Joe Gaither, right? He's not a Bears fan. I'm 90% sure he's a Packers fan, which makes me want to puke. But anyway, uh, I'm wonderful. This week is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm already preparing myself for the overreaction of Bears fans, whether it be – Where's the Twitter, edge rusher? Twitter or Lucas firing off texts or I didn't say anything. You said lots of things. I didn't lots, say lots nothing. of things. I can read it if you want. But. Oh nope, nope. That's another Luke Bear that I went to high school with. <laughs> that seems like a more common name than Joe Gaither, if, if we're right. being honest. So I went to school with uh, my my high school was had like twelve hundred kids in my class alone. And in my homeroom, there was no one else named Lucas Berry. So I know that there was no one there for a fact in my grade. That doesn't mean it wasn't in your high school. It's one out of three grades. I don't know. I think the probability of someone having the same exact name as you has got to be pretty low. Super low. Um, there's an English soccer player named Luke Berry. There's a minor league baseball player. Named, oh, that's Barry Hill. That's not as good. Now, now, now type in Luke Barry, North Penn, and you'll see me. Uh, at high school? Is that your high school? The 12th night. Anyway, that was our school let's newspaper. Talk, let's talk Bears. Um, <laughs> let's talk so Bears. Yeah. So, like I said, a per, per, very well prepared for people to freak out, flip out. Um, do we need to add an edge rusher? Probably. If we don't, is it the end of the world? No. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm excited for camp to start, though. Uh, start seeing what these guys are bringing, gelling. See which uh, side of the ball is is winning practice, which really means nothing. But Joe, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to? Well, just to follow on your comment, uh, if we sign an edge rusher or not, can we all just be honest with ourselves? Al Qadim Muhammad, you know, we didn't really have an edge rusher last year, so like, come on, we didn't really have great production last year off the edge. Sure, you got a little Travis Gibson in one game, but like. We're in the same boat, and it's—I mean, does it sink? Yeah, but what am I excited about? I'm—I'm I'm pumped for real news. I'm pumped for to, to see the defense uh, with Tremaine, with Tremaine Edmonds kind of uh, see how he you know assimilates, see how he brings uh, some leadership his style to the defense. I'm—I want to see the defense take that step forward. Now we've talked about it at length on this show about the run defense and the interior defense and obviously the edge rushers, but I think the defense has a lot of potential to move forward and at least play a lot better pass defense. I'm, I'm pumped to, to hear about Brisker, about Eddie Jackson, about the corners all get being a little bit better. So that's kind of where I'm at. Lucas? I want to see some footage, man. 
that's what I'm most looking forward to. I love the uh, the training camp footage, as Chris alluded to. There's always going to be overreaction, underreaction, whatever. But I love – I do eat up the uh, the footage when they allow people at camp. I think there's an open day of practice, like, immediately the first week, I think, toward the end of the week. So um, I, I just love when that kind of stuff comes out. Uh, remember to, to follow your local beat reporters like Adam Hoge and Adam Johns and uh, – guys like that who are going to be there all the time covering the bears talking about them on their podcast as well um i know those guys take a lot of unwarranted heat but i would say they're about as unbiased as they come so yeah and if you want like greg braggs is going to find a way to get footage um and follow the rest of the guys at chgo yeah Uh, chgo guys yep they're fantastic as well um to uh, shit what did you say, Joseph? Oh, uh, to our friend of the podcast, Raul's point earlier about Matt Eberflus's defense is he's never really had an elite pass rusher. I think the stat is none of his defenses have had a, uh, more than six sacks out of one dude, or maybe that was just Indianapolis, and that was a top, what, 10 defense multiple years. So – Turnover machines. Maybe it's just not in the cards, or maybe it just wasn't that much of a pressing position of need in Indianapolis those years. You know, um, I think we all love love to see sacks, though. I love to see edge rushers get that bend and hit a dude in the back and cause a fumble. Your analytics nerds will tell you, though, that pass coverage is more important than pass rush. So, I mean, obviously they go hand in hand, but go it helps ahead. to have a DeForest Buckner on your team oh. too. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, Huge but he guy. wasn't there for all of the Ibrifluus. He was. He only like didn't he just get there like uh, two twenty like three years ago? Twenty twenty on the Colts, he had nine and a half sacks. Twenty twenty one, he had seven. Um. But, yeah, I, I think outside of him, I really don't think they have, like, an elite pass rusher, and I wouldn't really consider – I mean, Buckner's an elite player but and a very good pass rusher from the, the middle, but I wouldn't say he's, like, you know, a crazy – I don't know. Would you guys consider Buckner an elite pass rusher? No. That's just not, a, like, just, 12 to 15. It's not, right. like, Aaron yeah, Donald, yeah. J.J. Yeah, that, Watt. That's not, like, elite elite from the D-tackle position. Yeah. I'm just not trying to sell him short, I guess. But um, your point stands, Chris. No, he's not bad at all. At at all. Don't get me wrong. He's more than welcome to to defect and come to Chicago. But uh I I man, I, I just love seeing guys come off the edge. I mean, this this team has had its fair share of successful defensive linemen from Hampton to um Julius Peppers and everybody in between. So would love to see another beast on the line. Uh, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's Javon Dexter. Who knows? That'd be awesome. That guy turns out to be an absolute animal. Um, maybe Rasheem Green. Oh, do, do, you, hey. do you guys think there's like almost a time ticking on them trying to add an edge rusher? Like, do you think it has to happen this week or do you think it's possible they could come to terms down the if line? There's, so if there's, if there's time ticking, the time bomb has exploded. That should have That's what I mean. It's just ago. it's it's like, I don't think to me. There's, there's any rush to it at all. 
Because now the players control it. Now the players are just like deciding when they want to come in. Yeah, I'm sure maybe the maybe the Bears have talked to people, and but we don't know. We have no fucking clue. We've seen a lot of rumors. That's that's all I could say. We've seen a lot of gifts that got people all in a tizzy that meant absolutely nothing. Yeah, I've seen other other places that had small droppings of rumors too, for whatever it's worth. But yeah, I don't. Nobody knows anything. Like legit rumors or like NFL rumors? Yeah, yeah, like random pages. Like that guy. Eh. I love it. Like, I love it. Well, our boy, our boy, you said Kashul should be dropping knowledge, calling himself Scoops Kashul over there, should be dropping <laughs> some fucking heaters if you're going to, you know, christen yourself as Scoops. Want to hear some news? I was just nickname for him. So I still, I, you still got Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I mean, is this, is this still, up to date? Yeah, this is yeah. up to date as of July 23rd. Uh, I'm getting uh, Trey Flowers, Kyle Van Noy, Justin Hughes. I mean, a bunch of old guys, Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap, our, our old friend Robert Quinn. Oh, Akadim Muhammad, he's gone. He's he's he just got went back to the Colts. But like, here's the thing: yeah, uh, and Clowney, they might be your 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 answers, but they're not want to, to to Chris's point. They're not going to come into camp and do 15 days of training camp. They, Probably not. Are they not real men, Joe, for not showing up to camp? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a that's a young man's game. Exactly. They've got their bodies in shape. They're ready to go. Think about Jason Peters, man. Dude was 39 years old. I was like, I'll show up tomorrow when I'm done fishing and we'll be all right. And they were I fine. feel like I feel like nobody got uh, more days off of practice than Jimmy Graham that day, that day of rest. It was like every other freaking day with that guy. Yeah, for a guy that actually like talk about unlimited PTO. You know, a lot of yeah. companies out there no, have seriously. that now. And Jimmy Graham had that and also didn't produce, you know. I have Dude, a little PTO at my job, but I have to produce. What a weird signing that was. Just like, oh, here's Jimmy Graham, the corpse of Jimmy Graham. I think the oh, worst part about that was when he retired and, like, they still had him on the payroll. That sucked. That sucked. How many but, touchdowns did he score with us? Like three? Three or something. Like, oh, dude, it's like 10, man. Oh, yeah, he, he, he had a good, like, final down the stretch, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember him like at all. I mean, they they pretty much just exclusively he used to in the red zone, but yeah. But didn't he score three in a game? You might be right. I I don't even know. I feel like that whole uh, it's just kind of a blur, man. Let's see. That's really not that long ago. You're a young all right. Age. So yeah, he yeah. went with uh touchdown, 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 touchdown. Let's see game logs. Right. Come on, damn it! Give me your game logs, Jimmy. Game logs from 2021 was his most recent year with the Bears. He had one, two, th- three touchdowns in 2021. But in 2020, that was his first year with the Bears, right? And then, yeah, 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 he ended up with eight touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. It's not bad. Eight touchdowns. His first year, yeah, uh, 50 receptions, 456 yards, and eight touchdowns. Second year, much worse. 
Uh, second year, 14 receptions, 167 yards, and three touchdowns. Yeah, that's kind of all I remember him. I, I kind of forgot his 2020 was was that solid. Because he was, I mean, his last few years at Green Bay, he only had two and three touchdowns. So eight was a, uh, a good welcome sign. Whatever. This ain't the Jimmy Graham show. This well, is the Believe Monsters podcast. Let's go into uh, let's go into the little bit of news. Uh, you know, you had everybody explode and lose their mind, whether Luke wants to admit it or not, over Chase Claypool getting thrown on the pup list. And then the next morning, 24 hours later, he is removed from the pup list. Uh, it seems like maybe there was some sort of designation or reason. There had to be a reason to, to get thrown on the pup list. But the fact of the matter is he will be available for the first practice Lucas Berry, are we feeling good? Everybody's there. Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, the receiving core is ready to go. Mooney's not there. Mooney is. I thought they said he wasn't going to practice. Oh, let me double check. Keep going. Well, what if they put Claypool back on the pup list tomorrow? Then. (laughs) No, seriously, that. What if if you shave your beard tonight? Are we just throwing out random hypotheticals? Most recent Darnell Mooney update comes two weeks ago from WG in Chicago. Mooney says, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to roll. Uh, da, 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 da. You can't really do too much rehabbing my ankle, especially with Eddie Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, he says he's ready for training camp. If okay. he wasn't ready, they'd probably put him on the pop list, I assume. What, like, like I, I'm like dead serious. Why the hell did. Claypool have to go on and back off. Was that? Do you think there's some sort of transactional thing, some sort of contract thing, some sort of like what? Like, like what if it's an insurance thing? The Bears took out an insurance policy, and for whatever reason, he had to go on the pup at least one time this year for it to be like active. I have no freaking clue why that would happen. One in and one out. Like, just seems so random. Yeah, the only thing I could think is like if he wasn't cleared from the end of last year or something to like resume team activities, and then maybe he got cleared like when he showed up. I have no clue, but definitely a bizarre situation. So weird. Uh... Yeah, Greg Gabriel was insinuating that it was a procedural thing. Um, you know, you got to take his word with a little grain of salt, but that's kind of like what he said. Let's see another source. SB Nation has it as a, a procedural issue. Uh, so it seemed like they might have. I wonder if they put him through an extra, uh, uh, an extra physical or something. Uh, let's see. Yahoo, what do you have? Yahoo. I mean, no real explanation for what the what the reason is. So in the SI article, it says active slash pup is for players who, due to football-related injuries, are unable to take part in training camp practices. Players can be taken off the active slash pup list and put on the active roster at any time prior to the start of the regular season, even after one practice, but they haven't had a practice yet. That goes on to say, so apparently Claypool will be unable to practice when players take the field on Wednesday. Obviously, that's not accurate. And then it says Play- Claypool was working out 
last weekend with Fields and Mooney and other teammates. He was modeling in France, obviously. Uh, he did some he did some youth football camps in Europe, which that's that's awesome. Would love to see the world talent start to expand in football like it does every other goddamn sport. Uh, <clears throat> then it goes on to talk about what a horrible decision the trade was and blah 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 blah. Anyway. I, I, I like your theory, Chris, that it's like a something about an insurance policy. It feels like some sort of transactional deal. Yeah, no, that's that's a fascinating theory. And it sounds I mean, it sounds like it could be a legit team. I feel like stuff like that happens all the time with businesses. Like what could happen in one day? Like there's no like even if he was late to report, right? Like so they're not due to report until tomorrow. Yeah. All right, like so Here's My guess another, is maybe he wasn't cleared from last year. Yeah, here's another theory. This is from uh, Irish Bears show. Chase Claypool repair, uh, reported to camp early. This is likely to get a checkup required by the Bears. Uh, mm. Teams are putting players on pup list until they pass their physical to be cleared for practice. So I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that, that that's probably your best uh, your, your best bet. That sounds accurate. That sounds good. I guess regardless of uh, what happened, it's just something to keep your eye on during camp. I mean, it's something that's plagued him for a while, and we hope he could stay healthy. And and that's that. <laughs> I mean, it's, so, it's just very weird. It's yeah, it's a weird thing him going and on, on and off like that. Lucas, you're you're one of your one of the points that we've talked about. You know, is is Claypool's continuous soft tissue injuries. And I, none of us are doctors on this show. I mean, Lucas, you're, you're clearly the one who works out over there with your with your giant muscles. But but I, I stayed in the Holiday question, Express last night. Facts. Uh, my question, I guess, is like, can you ever get over those? Or like, what's the length you have to wait before you can try it again? And be like, well, there was no risk of re-injury, or is it just it is what it is? And I mean, because I think one of your comments was like he had the entire summer to get his body ready for 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 the season. Well, like, what if he did? You know, what if he did everything he was supposed to do, and then went to retry it, and he and he fucking tore it again, or, or, or re-injured it? Like, is it just his body is what it is, and he's just too much of an absolute athletic freak to deal with that his his tiny tendons can't handle it? I wish I had a good answer for you. I, I mean, I just, from my knowledge of it, a lot of it is prevented through preventative maintenance, things like stretching and doing Modeling things that would prevent injury when you're working out because it's, it's not, you know, you're not tearing anything. You're not breaking anything. It, it's just kind of like common wear and tear on your body. So my point with it is, I guess, like you said, Chris, if you're that athletic and at that point in your career, it seems like something that should be preventable, especially with enough time. But like we've we've seen this before with Alshon Jeffrey, right? Alshon Jeffrey suffered injuries from that all the time. You know who else was always injured? Because I had him hmm. on my fantasy team all the time. Calvin Johnson. Soft tissue injuries. Always fucking hurt. Uh... It was a it was a range of things. Seemed to be his ankles most of the time. Six four, 
260 or 66 260 pound body couldn't be supported by the baby ankles so that was his problem but uh well we we wish chase claypool health and well-being throughout preseason and the season uh would love to at least see what this looks like with the three of them healthy um and then the bottom four to ten whatever the fuck you want to call him apparently they signed another dude today uh lucas let me know uh, his name is Isaiah Ford. He is now your uh, front runner for Camp Darling. I guarantee it. Uh, so, yeah, that should be interesting. I've never heard of him until today. No idea, but I think he's pretty big, right? Like he's like 6'4", 215, kind of. He's a tiny guy? Oh, Joe knows. Oh, you don't know, Joe? You're making faces. you got a pen in your mouth. Can you unmute and speak, por favor? Is he related to Henry Ford? small. I thought he was small. Uh, let me double check this here real quick. I, th- I think you're thinking of Simba Webster. Oh, I am wrong. Six foot two. Six foot two, 200 pounds. Virginia Tech, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, Miami Dolphins, and last year with the Indianapolis Colts practice. Squad. Oh, you know what? I feel like he had like a huge game on the Dolphins one time. He had like two touchdowns. I think I saw some blip where, like, yeah, he, he had have like, a, yeah, one of those. He had a nice opportunity, and and he did well in that opportunity. I remember that uh, strictly from fantasy purposes because he was like, I got to pick up that week. But anyway, um, interesting name to add for sure. We talked about how many wide receivers are the Bears going to keep. This throws another guy into the mix. I still think they're keeping seven. I still think this makes no fucking difference. This is just another camp well, body, camp body. Or, like Nathan Peterman to throw to. This is a scout receiver for. No, I know. I, I I'm just saying team. back back to our point. It's like we already said they already have a lot of guys competing. They're just throwing another right. one in the mix here, um, right? Which is interesting. You know, I was thinking one thing I thought of before the Claypool thing turned around so gosh darn fast was that it would have been a roster spot type thing, and the only reason I say that with like. If they're assigning because, I mean, someone, if they were signing someone and it to the active roster, because like if it was just a camp guy, I don't think they even need to sign him or whatever. Or like, you know, like Isaiah Ford, I don't know if he even got he get grocery money for this. I mean, I don't know what he got, but um, that would have been the only reason I would have thought he would have been on pub for you know maybe like a week if he was if he right. truly was fine. Um, and it was just a, a transactional thing, but like fucking less than 24 hours. is so weird. Very weird and definitely different way of operating than we've seen the Bears previously do. I feel like um, we'll see. So you do we think that uh, your seventh man is still Dante Pettis or do you think Isaiah Ford has any chance to steal that seventh spot or Nisimba Webster? Simba Webster is a practice squad darling. That guy lives on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. He ain't going anywhere. Simba. Him and uh, Mufasa are hanging out on the practice squad. I'm so get, excited for camp to start. If you don't get that reference, go watch some Disney movies. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking geeked for camp to start. Um, you know, we've talked about players we're excited about on – different in different position rooms i think you know for me i'll start it off just because i just thought of this question 
Now we're just going to do like a one through five most excited about players. Y'all ready? Top of your head. All right. So Justin, number one for me, uh, DJ Moore, number two, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, number three, uh, JJ, number four, because that motherfucker needs to produce this year or he's probably gone and that sucks because then we're kind of starting over. Uh, and then five, I'm going to throw out Robert Tunyon. Ooh, that is a good one. Lucas? I like that. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Joe's okay. Joe. All right, all right, all right. Joe's ready. No, no, no. I'm, I've got three. I'm trying to go to four and five. Obviously, one, Justin Fields. Two, uh, Jaquan Brisker. Three is DJ Moore. Four, I'm feeling like a corner. I'm feeling like Jalen Johnson needs to prove himself. Uh, and five, Cole Komet. Nice. I feel like you just picked other people like the opposite, <laughs> of what, like in the same position group I did, but just different. Oh well, I didn't Come mean to. No, Brisker's your guy. Brisker is your dude. Uh, Joe, and do you have a Brisker jersey yet? I do not. I do not. We got to see what he wants to do this year, and maybe right. that might be the next purchase. We have to put that on your Christmas list, friend. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lucas. All right, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to agree with you guys. Number one, we're, we're going to go with Fields. Um, it's just it's such, it's too big of a year for him. Um, we we got to see it this year. Um, number two, I am going to go with Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, I think that's another kind of obvious one, but seeing him out there leading the defense is going to be very exciting to me. Uh, Three, I'm going with someone that I was skeptical of, but I'm excited to watch in camp in Gervon Dexter. Yeah, um, that's the other I, one. Yep. I know Chris likes him. Um, super excited to just see what he could do, um, especially versus you know the Bears offense, which will feature three running backs at fields. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, his high motor. Four. Uh there's so many guys I'm excited for. Uh, I'm very excited for the young guys specifically. Number four, I want to go Tyler Scott. I want to see if he can kind of carve out uh, a niche in the offense, whether it's uh, wide receiver three. I ideally, wide receiver three, probably wide receiver four. But, like, if he could beat out one of those guys or show enough that he could step up if, you know, Claypool or Mooney goes down in that wide receiver three role, that'd be awesome. So super excited to see Tyler Scott out there. Uh, and number five, I'm going to go with Tyreek Stevenson. Um, I just feel like he's going to be very fun to watch. Physical dude. Uh, I think we're going to see some fun turnovers from him in camp. Uh, I think I kind of talked about it before. He does let guys get by him, but um, he's also going to get in your face, play some press coverage, and, you know, we're going to maybe see a lot of him versus DJ Moore or, or you know, Mooney. So he's going to be tested right away, and uh, I'm excited to see what he's got. Can I do yeah, an honorable mention? Just an, uh, one real quick. I, I think we're uh, – I'd like to see what Deontay Foreman's going to do, how he's going to fit into the backfield. I was thinking that gonna, too. If he's going to take over RB1 or if it's just going to be like RB1A and 1B or what it is, I, I think he presents a very interesting piece in the backfield. That the like hammer. might be one of the only true camp battles is right one too with herbert and Foreman, which i don't think the loser is really 
B or two. He's B, you know, Roshan's going to be interesting. Like all the rookies for me are always honorable mentions. You know, that's always five a, because I'll, I'll, I'll always love the rookie class, regardless of if they suck or not. I'm so damn hesitant about like certain positions that the bears draft though. Like, so that's why I'm trying not to get too hyped on Tyler Scott. I don't know if he, because I was thinking about like the Claypool thing, right? And how everybody's pissed off that we lost the draft pick. And like, I really just have moved past any potential loss or loss or whatever the fuck. Like, who cares? But like, Anthony Miller is the only thing I could really come up with as like a comparable, you know, loss and would have drafted or whatever. Like, we were all so geeked up about that pick. I mean, you know, I, I didn't even know you guys then, but. Man, I remember I was – my son was like 18 months or two years, I think, my firstborn. And uh, I was watching the draft on my phone while he was taking a bath in the bathroom. And I just remember freaking out when they took Anthony Miller. I was so geeked up. And then he sucked. You know, he sucked, dude. I mean, he was – he flashed a bunch. But then he wasn't any good. And so I just don't want that to happen with Tyler Scott. It's my only. But I am I'm super excited about Dexter and Pickens. Uh and you know, Luke got me pumped up about Stevenson, even though he wasn't my corner that I would have taken. Uh Luke's got me pretty 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 jazzed about that guy. Yeah, I think it, it it's gonna be fun and you know, I I don't know about you guys, but last year I've from what I remember, I think I kind of enjoyed how Eberflus structured his practices in camp and stuff. It was, you know talked about it before way more organized than like what we've seen from Matt Nagy and the whole nine yards. So everything about it, I am super stoked for, have they released they an episode that, of hard knocks they, yet? They do that whole double play thing, right? Where they run like a run play to one side and then hand fields the ball and he throws the ball the other way. So they like get two plays out of one snap type situation. Yeah. I remember that. That's, that's uh, always that, fascinating. Yeah. Good concept too. To answer your question, Luke, the debut episode of Hard Knocks will be, looks like, Tuesday, August the 8th. God, that's forever ago. Or forever from now. Jesus. I did I did see a small clip of uh, Aaron Rodgers evading pressure and throwing a sidearm strike to Garrett Wilson in the corner. And I was like, whoa. Garrett Wilson, is gonna, be a, Garrett Wilson is gonna be a problem this year. Does Aaron Rodgers still have it, Luke? I think he feels like he has a lot to prove, but you never really know what guy you're going to get on a weekly basis with him anymore. Uh, I feel like last year at Green Bay, he kind of stunk, but he also wasn't really focused. So hard to tell. He gave no laps. Yeah, we got two days until our camp opens. Uh, Kirk Cousins have been getting a lot of love for his uh, kind of toughness last season on the quarterback, whatever the, the, the quarterback show for oh, yeah. Netflix. You, so you get a lot of love for Kirk Cousins. Obviously, the Lions had a little bit of a scare with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Knee thing ends up not really being a major thing. You saw Dan Campbell's shitty up-downs. Uh the Packers just signed the XFL. They weren't up downs. They were half ups. Oh, okay, okay, or yes. Half downs, whatever they're they, called. They were terrible. They were awful. Uh, and then the Packers just signed the USFL MVP and Alex Magoo to back up Jordan Love. Mr. What is he? Well, That's a week four starter. 
Mr. Magoo from the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, Is that actually his name? Yes, Alex Magoo. I, Chris, I was watching the – Chris sent me a video the other day of uh, the all-college football name team. That was Some so of the guys great. on that list were absolutely hysterical. Did Dude, they have Dakota Crawford on there? Yes, they did. Yeah, I was I was it was like that episode of Key and Peel. Oh my god. That. I'm like, dude, I was dying. I was dying. Um, <laughs> I love the, Wilson. The, the construction noise in that. Yeah. The jackhammer. Yeah. Well, my whole point with all that is like our division. I mean, yeah, the Vikings, I guess, Wait, are probably and the and the Lions, but like they're not good. They're not good football teams. Like it's wide open for us. We're two days away. I'm seeing eleven and f- eleven and six, <laughs> and I'm seeing winning the division. Whoa, 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 whoa! Come on, the Lions right. suck. I don't think the Lions suck, but I don't think they're ready to win yet. There's a difference. All right, they're so not ready to the win. Because they went out and had a bunch of gambling problems. It's just that's like you figure out a different way for the Lions to Lions yeah. every single year. And this is it. Oh, oh, the other great story was Jordan. Did you guys talk about I, I like zoned out for a minute there? But Jordan Addison doing 140 in his whatever stupid car that he shouldn't have bought as a rookie. Uh, the reason came out today because he was rushing home. Due to a dog emergency. Do you believe him? 80, 85 miles over the speed limit. I think he just had to poop. Wow. <laughs> I think detailing your car after you shit yourself would have been cheaper than that ticket's going to be. No? Fuck you guys. No, I, I agree. Yes, yes. Oh, you, you do that? And like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that you're rushing home with a pet. Like, okay, if the dog was in the car and you're going to the vet, all right, I believe you. But the dog called him up on the phone. <laughs> it's you just use like one of those like bark cams. You just the bark. most plausible. Come get me. <laughs> what kind of an excuse can I give that everybody's still going to think that I'm a good guy? You are a good Jeez guy, Joe Gaither. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying Jordan Addison's like, you know, twisting it to make sure that he's still, oh, look, he was. He had a reason to go 140. Damn, dude, 140, man. Can you imagine going that fast? Oof. And the, the traffic cam was pretty cool. I mean, the traffic cam, he stopped as soon as the cop came up behind him. It was a smooth stop, but uh, it was quick. I am shocked a cop could get behind him it must have taken him a long time to catch up to him mm-hmm. like that is fast real fast uh so that was that was a fun story uh so joe i missed i missed what you were talking about or the the half ups the three downs what do you what were the fuck were you talking about the up downs dan campbell was doing there i don't think they're as bad as joe is saying because they're like up downs except for instead of standing all the way up you're still hunched over before you hit the ground again. So like rapid fire. So like instead of like jumping up at the end, yeah, yeah. you kind of just stand up halfway and then go back down immediately. Yeah, that's kind of what my up downs looked like in high school. I wasn't I wasn't trying to die out there. Um but well for somebody who's all about hard work, Dan Campbell biting your kneecaps, do the damn up down the right way. Lead leader. 
You suck at football strategy. All you do is lead. So go be a leader. Show them how to do an up down. This is a fair statement. You suck at football strategy. His mo is I can inspire the team. He's never going to out scheme you. He's never going to put together some awesome game plan. His whole thing is. We're going to get you fired up. We're going to drag you into the fourth quarter. We're going to tread water more than the other team. And when they get tired, we're going to drown their oh, ass. Yeah, that, shit, that shit was funny. Uh, so are we giving the offense credit to the OC? Like, was his name Bob Johnson or Bill Johnson? Oh, yeah. He, he's basic a good, white ben, ben Johnson. He's a very ben good Johnson. offensive coordinator. Yeah, but isn't – Campbell was a tight end, right? Wasn't he? I mean, is yeah. he – Yeah, he, he played for the Saints. for the offense? I'm asking uh, Joe, did you get any credit for the offense? No. No. Well, well, they, they did. They did suck pretty me. bad until he gave up play calling duties. He oh. he gave them up pretty quickly after they started. That's a, that's some that's some leadership. I'm not trying to like you know, be no, Dan Campbell's biggest fan, but I'm trying. Joe's to... being a homer. He he's decent. I'm just being a turd. But Chris, oh, I love I love biting kneecaps and, and treading water, dude. Those are two hilarious stories. Well, I, I was going to say, if the Lions don't make the playoffs this year, how long do you think his charade can last, though, with that kind of philosophy if he doesn't – like, I really feel like the Lions need to prove it this year or else, like, yeah, his, his ass is going to be in the fire if they don't make the playoffs soon. I mean, if they don't make we the playoffs We got a brand-new pair of pants, and it just has a little bit of dust on it. Just a little bit of dust on it. All we got to do is give it one good – whoo. Shake out that dust and we'll have that brand new. We'll be winners. That was his worst analogy ever. That was another one? Oh, my yeah, God. Man, Joe, your your memory for horrible press conferences is oh. un- unreal. Uh, my other favorite one is how he drinks two 44-ounce coffees a morning. It's not enough caffeine. He must be pooping a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. He's probably going 140 to the right. Right to the bathroom after work every day. Dude. No, see, Dan, Dan Campbell is a dude that would follow the speed limit and definitely shit himself. <laughs> oh, it makes you more yeah. of a man. Oh, he's, I mean, to Luke's point, I mean, the the, the act wears thin quickly if you're not winning. Uh, so, so I, I, I mean, it hasn't yet, though, but I'm saying if they don't get there this year, then yes, I, I do think. There's only so much of that, so much further that act can go until you start winning. Is Jared Goff going to take him there? Jared Goff and <sighs> half a season of Jamison Williams. He was actually one of the better QBs in the NFC last year. He that's was not saying too much, and it's not like he did anything crazy either. He put up very good numbers, but like it's not like he was like super clutch or whatever. I'm on Ronte Brown getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of love. Preseason love. He's got that. He's got that same brown blood, dude. So we do have something else came out today. The uh, the bottom ten of the NFL top hundred came out today. Oh, uh, you know, number ninety one or ninety to a hundred. Trevor Lawrence is on there. Justin Fields was not on there, but a few weeks ago we saw the clip of. Nick Bosa talking about him on what looked like a clip of NFL films. So do you guys think Fields is going to be in there or do you think he's not included this year? That was like that was like a couple weeks ago. That was like that was like a few days ago, wasn't it? It wasn't long ago. Uh 
maybe like a week ago, week or two ago. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. He wasn't even in the bottom ten, so either they have him higher than Lawrence, or he's not in there at all. That's a tough call. Lawrence just had better better help last year. I don't know that he was actually better. Lawrence was really good last year. It's interesting to see how. Yeah, but there was also a stretch where he was really bad. Because you know why yeah. I remember this is because I had that Jaguars to win the AFC South bet, and that looked fantastic after the first two weeks, and then looked absolutely terrible for like six weeks in a row, and then looked great again for like eight weeks. So I, I don't know. He had a very up and down season. Not that Fields was any better. I'm not comping him in that sense, but. It's interesting to hear how players view other oh, players as opposed to yeah. like how we in the media view players. So players love Fields, yeah, because he, he, he's so hard to defend. Just, I mean, obviously you, the accuracy issues aside, but like he is so hard to defend. Yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, Luke, I don't think he'll be on there. There's too many. I don't. I don't know. There's, it's the Bears, man. I'll get no fucking love. What was the? Uh, you remember that clip though? What do we think that was for then? Like it definitely seemed like it was going in something like that. I mean, so what if Nick Bosa had him in the top hundred, and whoever else they interviewed had him in the top hundred, and they created the highlight reel, and the rest Maybe. of the players weren't in? You know, weren't in on. Yeah, it, so. you're right. I don't know. It could just be part of the show. You know, they, they just film a bunch of shit. They put highlight reels together. And then when all the votes are tallied, then they put the show out. I mean, they're going to they have to put that together pretty quickly, I would imagine. So they might have all that stuff already put together. Who knows? That's all I have to say about that. Well, well, well. We are July 24th, two days away from camp. This time next uh, week, there's going to be like clips to analyze and, you know, hopefully some roster moves and no injuries to discuss. It's going to be great. It was, we're like right on the precipice of uh, preseason. You know, what's, 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 how, how many days away are from the first game? Uh, Titans in Soldier Field, August 12th. Like, we're there, guys. That's the first uh, preseason game? Yes, sir. Which That's going to be an interesting team this year. One, two. I think they're going to be horrible. Less than three weeks away from the Titans at Soldier Field. I just don't understand the Hopkins signing. Like, It's and, so random. And signing Simmons to that big-ass extension. Or Simmons? Mm-hmm. Was Jeffrey it? Yeah. Simmons? Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. To that big-ass extension. Like, everybody thought they were out. And, like, you know, starting to head into tank mode. And then they do that. I don't get it. And the rest of the roster is pretty bad. Is their defense? Isn't their defense pretty solid though? Their defense and run games, all right. But I mean, I'm They're just their skill positions. The skill positions and Hopkins is is pretty bad. Who the hell is going to play quarterback for him this year? Is it going to be Levis? I don't think so. No, it's going to be Tannehill. They still have him. Yeah. Yeah. And. It- was it? Is it Malik Willis? Wasn't he on that? Wasn't he yeah, on that squad? Yeah, it's Malik Willis, but Malik's going to get bumped probably to number three, and he oh, and he may end up being a, a camp 
a cut, even after getting drafted last year, what, third, fourth round? I think fourth. So the other day, the other day I was thinking about this, where, like, where do you guys think the Bears skill positions rank in relation to the rest of the league? Like not counting quarterback, like strictly running back, tight end, wide receiver. Number I was one. Just going, I was just going through it in my head and I was just like, holy shit, there are some really bad, like four or five guys on certain teams. Like the Titans before they had Hopkins skill positions, I thought were awful. Very and bad. I, I I know Derrick Henry's a beast, but their wide receivers are so bad. I looked through every NFL depth chart the other day. And Panthers are down there. One of the things that you know we we've been focusing on is like wide receiver, like four and five and six or whatever on the Bears. And I know it's because it's the Bears that we know who these guys are. I don't know who half the league's like number three is, dude. Like I don't know their names, and I play fantasy football. I should, I should, I should know their names, and you would think I would just for because of hearsay and waiver wires and shit like that. But damn, Uh, yeah, you're not wrong, not wrong. Claypool being a number three is nice. It's huge. I mean, really nice. You know, all, all things being positive, he. That's a really good number three. Luke, did you have us in the upper half, the upper 16? Uh, I honestly didn't get too far with it until I started to just get really fascinated with the teams at the bottom. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Bears are definitely out of the bottom 10. I think they're really hovering around league average, if I'm being honest with you. I don't have an exact number, but I was just thinking, like, bottom 10 teams and the Bears weren't one of them. I mean, the Lions have a better skill position than we do going into the year. I'll give you that. Uh, but Justin Jefferson, uh, what, what, what's yes. next outside of Justin Jefferson for the Vikings? Jordan it doesn't Addison. matter. I think Justin Jefferson alone makes them better. Okay. All guys. right. But uh, Jordan Addison, too, I think will be solid. And I, they always have a good uh, run. Hawkinson? Yeah. 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 Titans' skills are very good. I mean, the, the Vikings' skills are very good. Packers, though. Do you put Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, and whoever uh, no. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon that 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 combo? Bottom ten. Okay. Wow, AJ Dillon was terrible last year. I'll say that, but Aaron Jones is very good. I just don't put too much stock into running, like unless you're like a superstar running back. Like I could, yeah, they're they're fine backs. I just think their wide receivers outside of Watson are like the Packers are a team that I feel like has a wide variance, like the bears too on offense. Like they have a lot of really young guys playing for them. So on paper, we don't know their names yet, but they could definitely, you know, sprout into some talented players for them. Luke, would you rather, uh, like, okay, here you go. Would you... The Patriots skill positions are freaking horrible. Ramondre Stevenson's not, though. Yeah, I feel bad. Poor Mac Jones' wide receiver one is Juju. <laughs> the people in New England are, like, convinced that they're going to be good this year. I'm like, the I defense know. is going to be good, but, like. <laughs> they think Bill O'Brien's going to fix their ass? <laughs> they, they they do, dude. They, they didn't sign anybody. It's like they have Juju, <laughs> Ramondre. Apparently, they're trying to sign Dalvin Cook, which is, like, just super fucking random. Like, why would yeah. you do that? They should have signed Hopkins. Really, that's where Hopkins should have went, and that would have been like, okay, 
but Juju's their number one. And then it's Jones like can't get him the ball, dude. Jones can't throw ball. Throw the ball that deep. So that's why they didn't do that. There's some really bad teams. But all right, would it. you rather have uh, the Bears, in the, you know, in the wild card and bounce right out in that first round, Luke, or would you rather have the Packers finish last in the in the league, like last in the, in the NFC in the, in the division? Uh, Bears Bears get bounced out of the wild card. I don't want the Packers to have a high pick. I want them right around six or seven wins where they're just good enough to not make the playoffs. Mm. Three weeks away. That? Hmm? Mm. Three weeks. Three weeks away until we see them Titans. Mm. Well, Levis. We're going to see Le- Levis, hopefully. A Levis versus uh, Tyson Badgen game. You think tight? Who's going to start the preseason game for the Bears? Is it going to be? Uh, is it going to be PJ Walker? Probably. I'm not going to lie. Actually, like the Bears' offense in preseason with PJ Walker is probably going to be pretty sick for some of the other <laughs> camp teams. Yes, it will. <laughs> He's going to be Walker. running around. PJ Walker is kind of dope. I'm not going to lie. I, He's gonna have like seventy yards rushing and like right at two ten yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Bears will put up 28, 30, 30, you know, 28, 31 points. And you're gonna hear everybody going, We should give this guy a chance. <laughs> yeah, I sure hope not. God. You know you know it. Well, I don't have too much more to say tonight. What do you guys got? Do you guys get anything left in your mind or forever? Nothing for me. We get some action. We didn't say a single word about the offensive line tonight, and I think that's a pretty, uh, pretty remarkable, remarkable moment considering all the focus we've had on the offensive line throughout the off season. Two days away from uh, from. Camp opening, and I think that's really where it all begins and ends for the offense. Justin Fields will have a great season if the offensive line can play, you know, league average. Uh, and if that happens, woof, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know how I completely forgot about him, but my honorable mention for player to watch at camp is going to be Darnell Wright, just to see how the young man does. You are right, though. Good point, Joe. No offensive linemen on our lists. Dr. Krugman, any any final thoughts for the people? No. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you throw the nation. With your team formation, bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, bear down.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.